Okay. See it in unison. Oh shoot. Um. Three, three, three two. Hi. Hi. No, you were the only one to do that. Hey. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. a little embarrassing for you guys. Yeah, no kidding. Got wrong. Uh, hi, and welcome to Uncaged. 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 I would call it the only Nicolas Cage film podcast out there, but it's absolutely not. So. Not the first, not the best. But it's It's one of the top five. Yeah, I've heard. (laughs) (laughs) So, our first movie that we are going to Oh, let's introduce ourselves first. Oh. Don't they know us? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I'm Mia. I'm Christian. And I'm Connor. And we're going to be talking Cage with you. So, every... Time to listen to us. We're going to be watching a Nicolas Cage movie, uh, sped up with subtitles, and we're going to be giving you our brilliant commentary. For for more information, you can also check out our website, nicolascagefilms.com. Uh, it's really, it's a fun time. It's published, so go, go there. Do that. All right, so the first movie we're going to watch today is 1998's Snake Eyes. 1998's? Yeah, that's from <laughs> that the year. That was a weird way to put it, though. Hey, <laughs> just run, play the Brian movie. De Palma's Snake Eyes. Brian De Palma's 1998 <laughs> <laughs> Snake Eyes. All right, 1998's Snake Eyes is Brian De Palma. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are speeding up the movie now. As to not take too long for this hour and 38 minute film. That's exactly right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> So we open on a weather woman who is having some crazy banter with her producer. Look, I'm not going to lie. I'm not super into this opening. There's not enough cage. No, not not nearly enough. Not nearly enough cage. But there is the guy, the uh, dad from Home Alone. Oh, yeah. John Heard in his... Not John Heard. That was in the other movie. Was it? Yeah, John Heard was in The Trust. Oh, is John Heard also in this movie? I couldn't see him. This opening is the way I like my eggs. Cage-free. But here he is, <laughs> our man, Nick Cage, dressed in a brown leather blazer and a... Just going crazy. Nice yellow silk shirt. And this guy is cool. This guy looks like he's got a gambling problem. But it's in Atlantic City, so a gambling problem isn't tacky, it's just a way of life. So to set the scene, we're in Atlantic City Arena, and there's a big fight happening tonight. Um, so it's Tyler versus Ruiz. Tyler versus Ruiz. Tyler's the favorite uh, sim- to win. Similar to, to McGregor versus um, Mayweather. Mayweather. Oh, he's talking on the phone. Is this? Oh, he's, he's talking, talking to his, his mistress. His mistress. He's yeah, the mistress and a wife. This is never going to be acknowledged again in the movie. They're just putting yeah, it in the first scene. Yeah, this is such a side note. And oh, and, oh there's uh, a stereotypical black pimp. There's a there's a black guy in a yellow suit. <laughs> the big wide brimmed hat. He looks great. I wish chains. I had that yellow blazer. Oh man, five large. He's betting five large on. Tyler. Yeah. Right? What is this movie's obsession with yellow clothing? Nikki it's shirt, I, I got like the it. It's De Palma. I'm a fan of yellow <laughs> as a clothing color. I think I look good in it. Every man looks good in yellow. Okay. That's That makes sense. That's why they put it. <laughs> Especially Nick Cage. <laughs> so this is directed by Brian De Palma. Nick Cage looks good in every color. So to give you its place in the De Palma filmography, this came right after Mission Impossible. So this was not a washed-up director who needed a comeback. He was at the prime <laughs> of his career and said, you know what I want to do? I want to make Snake Eyes. See, this is the part where he shows his badge. He just showed his badge. Oh, he's yeah, trying he's to get evidently a cop. Good to know. Trying to catch a bad guy. He's got blood money. It's literally Yeah, literally money with, money blood, with on blood on it. They are. Wait, it's why not is... not subtle in this movie. Why... What's his deal? You can't just point. This is a podcast. He didn't. I, I don't oh think he knew. Yeah. Well, there's. What's his name? Nick Cage is beating up some guy. Uh, but why? He's a man of question. ethnicity. <laughs> he's from. He's from something. He's rec. He's uh, recognized. He's been. He's been on a couple other things. He's got a mustache. So if you know him, comment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a man of ethnicity with, with a, a mustache. mustache. <laughs> so uh, Nick Cage is trying to give a guy money, and the guy's like, "There's blood all over it." Well. 
Yeah. This will come back later, by the way. That's We're not just bringing up the, the money because... Okay, Nick Cage is having a freak out right now. I can't tell if he's happy or if he's angry, but he's like shaking his head. Oh, he's this happy. Is a prime, this he's is a prime happy. Nick moment. He's, yeah. He's getting flirty, yeah. flirty and fun. So Nick is flirty playing... Flirty, fun, and funky free. Nick is playing Rick Santoro, not Rick Santorum, who is a <laughs> the king of Atlantic City, uh, a corrupt cop, and his character choice... Not the choice, Wisconsin senator. The choice that he made for this... <laughs> oh, now... now <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> Not the Pennsylvania senator. <laughs> <laughs> and failed presidential candidate, as we love mentioning. But no, the character choice that he made for this entire movie is just to laugh, scream, everything. Oh, yeah. No, so it's he's great. Like, ah, look at me. I'm the king of Los Angeles. Ah, look at me. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. <laughs> wow. I, I, was, coast, I was in the zone. My guy. I was in the zone. Okay. Oh, here he is. Gary Sinise. Also, What's his? Is that just, how you pronounce his name? Wait. I want to say Gary Sinise. Sinise? Uh, it, it seems okay. It's S-I-N-I-S-E. Sin- sin- sneeze. Sneeze. I sneeze. Think so. sneeze. Gary sneeze. Gary sneeze. Um, there so he is. He just, he just talked to his wife and kid on the phone. No, they were showing that he's a lovable family man because they were arguing about ordering pizza. It was, uh, a, yeah. it was, Classic. A, it was a heartwarming moment, not going to lie. Wait, that is John Hurt. Yes, that's what I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> I said so, you were right when so you said John Hurt. So, fight and the Secretary John- of Defense is sitting next to Nicolas Cage for some reason. It was a Nicolas Cage double feature, but it was also a John Hurt double feature. John Hurt was in The Trust? He used the dad. Uh, by the way, The Trust is our next movie that we'll be reviewing. Yes. Um, John Hurt's in it. Uh, I think. <laughs> God, I hope so. I'm, I'm going to feel really dumb if he's not. I don't think he was. <laughs> I'm trying to find my phone because I want to look up these things like what these actors' names are. All right, Gary so Sinise is playing Kevin Dunn, a friend of Nick Cage's. He's, uh, he's the clean-cut uh, Washington man. He's... He's here on official business protecting a secretary of defense. defense. So right Thank now, you. Nicolas Cage is sitting ringside and making a complete ass of himself. I know it's a sporting event, but everyone else is acting completely maturely, and Nick Cage is just completely unaware of his surroundings. He's going and he's shaking his fist all the time. Classic Cage. <laughs> Go Lincoln. Not the president. Oh. There is... Some pussy <laughs> spotted. <laughs> Ke- his name is Kevin, right? The character's name? Kevin Dunn, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's going to talk to this woman soon. So eventually. <laughs> when he gets up the courage to talk to this piece of pussy, then <laughs> okay. he's, really, he's really nervous about pussy, Jesus. but he'll take care of it. She started it. Yeah, but I also am a woman, so I feel like it's better. Is it appropriation if I say pussy? Yeah. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, we're taking the term back. We are? Connor and I, we're, we're, we're taking back <laughs> pussy. We're making it not derogatory. Ooh, that was such a, uh, what's that movie? I can't even make movie references. I don't know enough movies. Well, good thing you're hosting a movie well, podcast. The <laughs> Graduate? No. She's crossing her legs in front of me as if like I should know what poster. movie Yeah, yeah. it's from a thing. It's where she uncrosses and crosses her legs. Not That's it's... just a thing people do. That's not... <laughs> no, but there's a thing. It's, it's Sharon Stone. Motion. It's Sharon Stone. Basic Instinct? Yes. Yeah. It's right. a very famous scene. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but I know Sharon Stone's in that, so... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dad. All right, so uh, now we have a blonde woman pretty sitting lady next to With a, clearly a wig. Hanging Wait, out. What? To- Sorry, I spoiled that for you. Ah, uh, there's that movie magic ruin. <laughs> there's a lot of. Uh, Nick is screaming. He had butted him. He had butted him. Shots have been fired. Yeah. The Secretary of Defense is Emergency. down. Emergency. Emergency. Nicholas Cage is just randomly shooting. Yeah, Nicholas Cage just pulled a gun out of nowhere. The wig, the blonde wig, is falling off the woman. She has black hair. It is revealed. What a plot twist. And the. And Tyler, Fighter, Tyler, who, who had just Tyler been knocked out, is clearly not unconscious. So right now we get some great symbolism because Nick is lying on the ground, looking around frantically. The boxer is lying on the ground, looking around frantically. So they're both in the same boat right now. <laughs> is that symbolism? Is that the right word for that? Something. <laughs> sure is. Get out of here. Everyone's running around frantically. Nicholas Cage has some very bad stage blood. On his face. It's really just, I feel like some red paint. Yeah. It's, it's like not even uh, corn syrup and no. food to be, honest, to be honest, a lot of the blood in this movie looks 
fake. Oh, all of hers? And just painted on. Yeah, yeah, yeah this, this is... This, the formerly, formerly blonde woman fighting her way through the cloud. There's blood outfit. all over her. But nobody's really giving her a hard time. Yeah. She's just running through, like, get me out of I here. I mean, maybe they, they're they not because it doesn't look no. like real blood. Well, the $20 million <laughs> that they paid Nicolas Cage to star in this movie, that clearly, that's where the blood oh, bucket yeah. went to. Okay. They have no money left. Bring in that fun fact, Christian. I'm sorry, I'm the finance guy here. $20 million to put Nick Cage in this film. Whoever wrote it... Wait, I got... I Who wrote, wrote it? it. <laughs> oh. I have the script on my laptop already. <laughs> Gotta pull that up. All right. So Nick Cage's clean-cut friend is feeling guilty, and Nick Cage is saying, Oh, don't feel guilty. Yeah, a man died, and it was your fault, but don't tell anyone that, because then there could be consequences. Yeah, Nick's... Sorry. Um, Kevin. Nick... Rick? Kevin. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin... I was feeling a little bad because he was chasing the pussy. He wasn't doing his job, wasn't bodyguarding the Secretary of Defense. It's written by David Cope. Cope? Click on him. What has he done? Coppola? Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, Nick Cage, if you didn't know, is a Coppola. Everybody knew that. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Sorry, Christian. one out of three people knew. Some of the best known films he's written include Jurassic Park. What? In 1993. I'm sorry. The Lost World the Jurassic Park in 97. Wrote Jurassic Park also, also wrote, wrote Snake, Snake Eyes. Eyes. He wrote Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, that was a bad which, movie. I know. It was the, it was the 2008 <laughs> wait, wait. one. He well, wrote, so was Jurassic Lost World. But Jurassic Park was a great so th- movie. This guy's just not a great writer is what I'm hearing. No, uh, Jurassic he wrote, Park is a great movie. Well, not because hey, of the writing, hey, because hey. of the dinosaurs. He wrote Spider-Man. Which one? The first one. With Toby 2002. Maguire? Yeah. That's a good movie. Exactly. Yeah. The one with Chad Kroger's hero. Look at <laughs> <laughs> He wrote Mordecai. The he wrote the 2015 classic. flop with Johnny Depp. 2015's Mordecai. Premium Rush in 2012. About Wasn't that the Formula One Rush racer? Hour? No, no that, that was just Rush. Oh, okay. Premium Rush was something else. Was Nick Cage in Rush? N- no. Oh, no, he oh, was premium Rush. Premium Sorry. Rush was with Joseph Gordon-Levitt when he was on a bike. Oh. I completely forgot. I couldn't remember that movie, He couldn't go below 55 miles per hour or the bus would explode. <laughs> I <laughs> can go like six months at a time forgetting that Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Or was that just Rush? Let's go back to that. <laughs> let's go back to that analysis of the movie Rush. All right, let's go back to the analysis of the movie that's in front of us. Not much has happened, Kevin and... Uh, the entire arena's been evacuated. Yeah. Uh, the shooting happened, freaked everybody out. Rick's trying to convince oh, so Kevin to lie. Who got like shot? Like a liar. We should, we should at least Oh, the Secretary of Defense. Right, I said sec- that, I think. Oh, okay. So there's this journalist, he's a sleazy guy, who's trying to convince Nicolas Cage to let him cover the story for TV. Nick Cage does not want people in there because... Like, Which, I don't... Who put Nicolas Cage in charge? I don't think he did. did. <laughs> no, remember? Because the guy came up to him. He's like, all right, we're going to take over this investigation. He's like, bullshit, you're going to take over this investigation. I was here first. This is my place. You guys can get your cameras out of here. And, and then he like, put himself in charge. <laughs> he has, like, no spine. So, can you imagine going to an ice cream shop to investigate a murder? And, like, Whoa, the guy... He, just he, that. Nick Cage doesn't have a spine? No, the guy who gave it to Nick Thank Cage. Thank you. All right. Yeah, no, yeah. Nick Cage has Don't several spines. Ever <laughs> he, has, he has, like, four. It's not healthy at all. More He's spines than yeah. average. He yeah. hasn't bent over once in this movie. <laughs> He's like, his body is like 60% spine, 30% water. Uh, <laughs> makes 110% Nick Cage. <laughs> also, David Cope is 54, and he has four children. He's he 54 from, now? So yeah. in 98. He was, was born in 63. So how old was he in 1998? So he was 35 when he made this. Oh, okay. Wow. He's a good writer. Clearly. <laughs> 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 it took him 35 years on this earth. It took him a third of his life to learn how to write snake eyes. Whew. Harsh. Oh, feature What kind of a sea devil is that? Did I mention that he wrote Mission Impossible? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he wrote Mission Impossible? Yes. So, oh, the, and the director yeah, directed yeah. Mission yeah. Impossible. So, so what's I, going on now? They're kind of like together, I guess. We're getting a, a not, hot, not like together, a together. hot tit pick air ball. Hot tit scene. We're going to have to pause this for like 45 minutes. <laughs> Except there's also blood all over. So Nicholas Cage just discovered, he was watching I didn't notice that rhino before. Of the boxing match. <laughs> and when the heavyweight champion got knocked out... He realizes that he faked it. So now he's thinking that it was an inside job and that the boxer faked it to create a distraction for the shooting. And now he's going into the boxer's quarters. He's a little suspicious. Which is being guarded by a pimp. I think you should stop calling him a pimp. Airball. I don't think you have any That's what she's from? The the woman in this movie, Carla Gugino, 
is from the Spy Kids trilogy. She's the mother <gasps> of Spy Kids. Oh, she's done so many great films. She's the mother of <laughs> Jamie and... Jamie? Is What's his the... name Jamie? Yeah. No, it's Junie. June... Junie and Jamie? Yeah, it's for it's for Junior. Yeah, Ju- no, Junie and, Junie and Carmen. <laughs> Carmen, that's what it is. So right now we're being introduced to Mickey, uh, the boxer's lovable agent, who is wearing a burgundy-colored dress shirt. I wouldn't call him lovable. No, he's well, not. I didn't say Mia calls him lovable. I said he's lovable. So. Okay. Thanks for the. Thanks for leaving me out of that. Well, no, I never go on the record with your opinion All without right. your yeah, consent. No, I, I thank you for that. Wow, okay. Carla was also in Sucker Punch. Sin City, <laughs> Night at the Museum, What? Mr. Popper's Penguins, <laughs> and San Andreas. Wow. And she's racking up quite a career. <laughs> she's been oh, she was in Wayward Pines, too. A lot of movies. Oh, 2015. Uh, we, got, we got Nick Cage. He's just going absolutely bonkers. For some reason, he just yelled, flop, flat. <laughs> trying, to, uh, trying to get some info out of this boxer. Also, he changed his shirt so that he could look more professional on TV and was not wearing... When like, did he change his shirt? It was early, because he was wearing the yellow one. Yeah, but, like, I missed that. Because he's like, oh, I can't go on TV looking like this. Oh. For some reason, he didn't think that he needed to change that jacket. Oh. Think that was his, the mistake. It's his TV jacket. It looks like... It looks like leather that has not been taken care of. <laughs> but it's tweed, I think. Yeah. <laughs> As we know, it's good tweed. The boxer's entourage just left the room. Him and Nick are going to have a man-to-man talk. What's this? What's the character's name? The formerly blonde woman. Oh, wait. Uh, I got her. Um, Her name is Julia Costello. Julia is the formerly blonde, formerly covered in blood woman. Formerly blonde. Formerly blonde. (laughs) Casually brunette. Formerly blonde. Um... She's hanging out. No one's kicking her out for some reason, except There's that guy, guy maybe? No, no, he's not running after her. Uh, no, she thinks he oh, is. Oh, no, they're running after she, someone else. Yeah, she thinks that he is running after her, which is why she starts yeah. running. Yeah, for some reason, no one, like, is kicking her out. She's just wandering the boxing ring. She this was his first... M- just kidding. What? Whose first movie? <laughs> I think it was Nick The Cage. Spanish guy oh. with the mustache earlier. Oh, who is he? His name is Luis Guzman. Oh, Luis Guzman! No, oh. Louis Guzman. <laughs> you know, Mia has been to Spain, so she knows this stuff. Oh, Luis Guzman. Everyone loves Luis no, Guzman there. No, he's from... Guys. It's the biggest thing in Spain. Honestly, I know Luis Guzman because there, there was a whole bit on Community about oh. how he was the most famous person who went to their college. <laughs> and they have a statue of Luis Guzman. I was going to say, I thought, I, I thought this was his first... There no, there he is. I thought this was his first movie, but his first movie was actually Short Eyes, not Snake Eyes. Oh, <laughs> sad. Now, um, Mickey and Luis Guzman here are arguing. No idea about what. Yeah, so they're, they're None all... of these people seem relevant. No, no. There, there's, there's this little colorful cast of side characters who provide comedy relief in this very tense movie, but they, they don't advance the plot at all. No, not really. This isn't even comedic relief, I what, don't think. What I, Mickey is always comedic no, relief. No, no, I'll, I will say this. I do enjoy the fact that they go through each scene that you don't see earlier. And then it kind of just melds in with the rest of, like, Nick Cage's parts and mm. everything. Don't try to redeem this movie. <laughs> what do you we mean, try to redeem it? It's a great movie. It's pretty great. He changed back into his other shirt. What? <laughs> what? What? What do you mean? Nick Cage changed back into the yellow shirt after changing out of it to go on TV, and he still hasn't gone on TV yet. He just changed when? his shirt. This is a flashback. No, it's not. No. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. They're going back. This isn't happening in real time. But the, Remember this, how he no, sees the... This is Nick Mia. Cage just in the... Uh, no, I, there are flashbacks, but this is not... Wait, what? Oh, I my God. I think this is a flashback. I don't think so either, because Nick Cage was just in the boxer's dressing room. Did you miss this? They're going back, because remember when this... He says, oh, look, there's Tyler. Now he's chasing after the guy down the stairs. Flashback. Oh. God. Didn't get that. And the now first he's time back either. in here. <laughs> oh, this is Tyler telling from his perspective. Yes, okay, that's what you. I like about the movie. <laughs> well, I didn't think that happened until later. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get this whole uh, this and whole this. speeding it up is, is really. Come on, you watch me. it in normal time already, so you should know. Yeah, but like, <laughs> was I paying attention? That's. Real question. You're really inspiring a lot of faith in our listeners. I'm sorry. People who have... No, I'm have, saying... I'm I have a terrible attention span for movies. <laughs> Good thing you're reviewing them. Yeah. 
So well, that's now, why I have you guys. And I'm, I'm doing that's great, too. My <laughs> so, so now so, we're watching the fight. And this is this weird slow motion where it's like slow it's, motion. I don't think it's actually slow motion. No, it can't I think be. they told the actors to pretend yeah, it was slow Because like motion. they're still moving at regular no. speed. There's just a lot of pauses. Yeah. They just like take breaks in between I think doing things. I think it's lower to like a point seventy five speed. But it's no because but it's, it's like still, still going fast. fast. I, that's what I mean. It's still fast but slow. That's mm. why I think they're like doing it in real time. It's not I that's don't... real time. And but that, that, that was, like, slow. slow. See, that this looks kind of slow, kind of... See, that's... And then okay. they speed back up. This is ridiculous. He headbutted him! He headbutted him! So Tyler started talking trash to the other guy. Tyler's the really really the only fighter you need to understand here. Yeah, there's another guy. He's not important. Yeah, no. but he Tyler's just headbutted him. Tyler. And, um... Here comes the pain, baby. Now, yeah, now there's an outbreak in the oh, audience. Oh, I'm sorry. This, this whole flashback, now that Connor has... Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, clarified that. Uh, the boxer here, Lincoln Tyler, is explaining what happened to Rick, to Nick Cage's character, explaining why he wasn't knocked out, explaining that he uh, has gambling debts, and in order to repay them, he was told to throw the fight. Um... By the way, this entire podcast is sponsored by the uh, commission, the, the organizations that stop gambling debt. This is all great <laughs> content. <laughs> so if you have gambling problems and you've been listening this far, you can get help. Please call it's not the number. Too late. <laughs> like, no matter how bad it is, you, this is solvable. Suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Nick Cage. All right. So, were you attributing that quote to Nick Cage? No, I was implying that we should get back to Nick Cage, but I'm now oh, realizing okay. that. I gesticulated with my hand, but the listeners, if there are any... I just pulled up a gambling and debt number from Debt.org. So if debt. you do need org. help, call 888-505-2105. Remember, that's 888-505-2105. Kevin is oh, back. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we're back, with, right. we're back with Kevin. This is all real time now, and they're sitting at a table that looks like it's from the League of Nations. Uh, it looks like... No, League no. of Justice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks like it looks like I don't know. It, so it look, it's an evil table. So Nick has this. It's an cons- evil looking table. So in Rick my opinion. slash Nick has this conspiracy theory, and he just said that four other people agree with him, and his quote was five people make a conspiracy, right? Which is not a rule. That no no one has ever said <laughs> that five people make a conspiracy. Uh, Kevin, Kevin's telling us now, Kevin's got the inside scoop that there was uh, a suicide note found on the secretary's body, uh, from a terrorist, a known terrorist who is evidently responsible for the shooting. Yeah. Also, there's this really, Hey, uh, Christian in criminal law, a conspiracy is an agreement between two or more persons to commit a crime. So, so in a way, five people so it's like make conspiracy. So in a way, Nick Cage isn't wrong. Like out of four yeah. people, you can make two conspiracies. Then <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you got one left over. Yeah, that's like that's like two and a half conspiracies. <laughs> okay, can we take a moment and reflect on this weird little plot line that is never fully developed in this movie about Nick Cage wanting to be mayor of Atlantic City? It was just referenced again in like five different scenes. He talks about how he wants to be mayor of Atlantic City, but he never pursues it. He never. Pers- explains any plans and it's never clear why he wants it or why he thinks he could get it just, just kind of just always something he, there he'd want to do cute little character development this is something Ooh. i enjoy the the cameraman then becomes certain characters as part of the story so we are going through the story as uh kevin dunn as yeah, nick we, cage's friend and we are now looking at the fight through kevin's eyes yes and he's not really watching the fight he is actually going to find this uh pussy that we had referred to earlier <laughs> Okay, now I'm uncomfortable. Okay, well, you started it. <laughs> and that was the only I way I could we'll, really remember. That was the only way you could We should call woman. her Boobs yeah. McGee from now on. Boobs McGee. That's, all right, so the woman who was formerly known as Pussy. Uh, <laughs> it's like Prince. Boobs McGee. That's what I, yeah. Uh, Boobs McGee. She has long She's lured hair. Kevin from the fight and from his post as bodyguard to the secretary. Because she was sitting in a seat she shouldn't have been in, and he took her out, and now she's... Being seductive, and then Kevin just killed a guy. Well, he killed the guy who was shot. The, yeah, the, yeah. Though he was correct to kill that guy. Yes, but he did kill him. It was not a great uh, explanation on my part. I'll admit. Oh, oh, oh. here's the best. We've got a big line coming up. Oh. So Kevin feels bad that he was distracted. <gasps> there were, there he was, was feeling bad that he was distracted by this 
woman with a large bosom. And because of that, he, he says was, the words, that's what she was there for. That was the plan. To give you a boner. And, and you, you got, got one! <laughs> you, you need to understand the way he says the second part of that line, which is, it's with a... Yes. If it I were is to a, just it's read a classic that, Nick Cage laugh yell. If I were to just read <laughs> and that... And you got one! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was you wouldn't have gotten it. That was the plan to give you a boner, and you got one. See, that's just that's just bad acting. But yeah. with Nick Cage, it's there's never Oscar a dull moment. <laughs> Ooh, Kevin Dunn going down into a suspiciously lit basement. That was like half song and half narrative. It's yeah. it was a narrative song. Uh, some call it a, an epic or a ballad. Some say a narrative. Yep. Not many people. The plot has, has been twisted. <laughs> has advanced and twisted, yes. Yeah, so we now find out that Kevin Dunn, who was Nick Cage's friend, is is behind this criminal syndicate. He is the head of this, this operation to assassinate the secretary, who he was assigned to protect. So that's a little crazy. Oh, so here he is with his associates, his criminal associates. And he's killing people like no tomorrow with a silencer. He also has a silencer on his gun, which after extensive research, we have found most silencers cost upwards of $650. So this guy is making some sweet moolah. So this guy's got the money. <laughs> Don't mess with him. Nick Cage is now in the back room with all the screens of this arena all, all slash casino. All the screens. A carino. Re- reviewing some security cameras. And I think he's now looking for Julia. Yes, because she has run away. Because she's suspicious. So they're zooming in on cameras and whatnot. Oh, there she is. There she is. They didn't find her, but the audience did. Sneaky. Dramatic irony. That's dramatic (laughs) irony. Oh, the... I really hope this is what Baron Trump's bedroom looks like. Just 400 (laughs) computer screens. (laughs) Oh, Julia's got an idea. And then the man said, me too. So Not a film major. Julia's, Julia's kind of realizing that some people are after her. She needs, she oh, needs some help. She needs an ally. So she has t- joined forces with... What is this guy's role? He's okay. fat and sweaty. But his what name is, is contributing his to name the name is Ned. Of course. And he... Uh, he, he played was, Craig and Malcolm in the Middle. He also... If you were a Malcolm in yes, the Middle fan Craig, like me. Craig Feldspar. Craig. He was also... Craig. Craig. I said Craig Feldspar. I think you said cred. I didn't. Well, I'll listen to this later. I gave him cred. So he doesn't have enough street Craig. <laughs> also, he played Reginald Bitters on Big, Big Time, Time Rush. Rush. Interesting. Julia Julia is doing her darndest Julia to Julia seduce... Julia is a different movie. Stop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Julia is certainly doing her darndest to, to seduce Ned here. Uh, she she really needs someone in her corner, so. So she's been seducing this. So man she's trying to get trying to him escape. in her corner, if her corner was a euphemism for her vagina. That's what I call it. Oh, a little weird. <laughs> yeah. Like to get into your corner. Like, mm. can, please. <laughs> the filmography in this movie, unironically, very good. Cinematography. Filmography is a list of the oh movies my that worked on. I'm sorry. I love the discography in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not The a dramatology student. in this movie is just spot <laughs> on. film. All right. So Nick Cage is getting closer and closer to uh, Julia. He's closing in. He's closing As in, is Kevin. Except uh, the Ned, who she is with, just won uh, at slots. So he has to stay and collect his winnings. And now she has to pull him up into his room to get away from him. She's she's speeding up the seduction timeline. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> she, she wanted to seduce him anyway, but now, now she's doing it for her Just missed reasons. the elevator. And then he and said, he punched shit. And I missed her. Yes. Because he missed her. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying on that one. But I do. This is a tough movie to follow. Oh, and another twist. Kevin Dunn is now in the elevator with the two that are going up to... Also, in the lamest room. move ever, Julia stepped on... Ned's foot, and then said, oh, sorry, I just wanted a hug. (laughs) That's classic, I think. Oh, yeah. So Ned is clearly nervous. Uh, You know, he's not good with women. Kevin is tense. He's married. He is good with women. He's married. He's good with women, not plural women. Fine. We just found out Ned is married. 
Uh, he's so got a, he's got a ring on that, that finger. Oh, some lucky. He lady doesn't right now. Tied that he took down. it off when he uh, when he met said um, Julia. Yeah. This is what you're really looking for in a husband: someone who just immediately ditches commitment. <laughs> so I guess Walt is a character in this now. Security 35, guy. Thirty-five seventeen. You're a genius. No, he just <laughs> looked up the room yeah. number. Yeah. This is a weirdly themed hotel. This is. It's a it little like too much. It looks like an Aladdin mansion. It looks like the... It, but, it, but definitely like... Or if... It looks okay. like a, a mansion from Aladdin. It looks like no, I, I don't think it looks like, from a, like, an Aladdin, like a mansion from Aladdin. I think it looks like if Aladdin's Disneyland <laughs> made a hotel that was Aladdin Aladdin's, themed. Okay, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Because there's purple and gold. And, and it all looks like it's made power. of plastic. Yeah. Evan Dunn is now... He's Leading his ear against 3503. Commonly known as eavesdropping. Which we know is not the correct room. Obviously, it's 3517. So I, I enjoyed this shot, too. They go overhead to three rooms, and they just keep panning over these rooms where people are just having their own life. We got one guy who's just sleeping. A couple that's, like, play fighting. They're horsing around. Uh, a, a frat party, essentially. <laughs> Guys there's just a, throwing beer a weird, at each there's other. There's a house party going on. <laughs> Who invited these guys? Yeah, and guys, here this we was are filmed at the, This was filmed at the Trump Taj Mahal. So this is a Trump hotel there. What? Yeah. You're kidding me. No. Oh, my God. Wait, so this was actually cheaply made to look like it was from Aladdin. That's <laughs> literally <laughs> this. Julia furiously, furiously washes I'm the blood I'm not one to jacket. say that that Trump is my president, but after this film, look, that's so bad. <laughs> so you realize that because of this, well, they had to write a cameo in for Trump at some point that they cut because oh. of that Matt Damon rule. Oh, so Ned is perched really awkwardly on the bed. Oh, on the he's bright he's like indigo really, bed. Yeah, no purple. He's yeah. also yeah. getting all, all up in her, and she's not into it anymore but now that she's she, got a safe place to stay. And he is getting mad because she was giving him all these signs. Like and stepping out she foot and then saying she wanted a hug. Yeah. You wanted a hug An in the elevator. Come sign. on. <laughs> um, you were getting so hot and heated in the elevator that I, I knew you had to have me. So Ned just put his ring back on his finger because he's a man of principle. <laughs> Listen, I'm a very happily married man. Yeah. I'm not getting laid by other women. I am married. Oh, and he throws Julia into Nick's arms. And Nick was right outside the door. Nick throws Ned out <laughs> of his, his own hotel room. room. <laughs> wow. So now they're having a heart-to-heart. So now, like, they're on the same team. Now okay, Ned is so running down the hall. Keep, keep, keep this in mind. Ned walks away from his room just to complain to somebody so he can... Uh, this he, somebody being Kevin Dunn. Which who, he sees in the hallway... What gave him the idea that Kevin Dunn would know what to do? Also, he and then he walks back. He also had a key in his pocket the whole the time. He could have gotten him. back in the room immediately instead of walking down. Ooh, Kevin Dunn Kevin now pulled, pulled out, out his a silencer. Gun with his silencer. His silencer with his gun. Uh, his yeah. Ned just you're asked. Right, you're right. Wait, is I'm that right. a silencer? And he said, "Where did he go?" Yeah. Also, Didn't really after Bobby got thrown out, question. <laughs> after Ned got thrown out of his room, he proceeded to yell, "This hotel sucks." <laughs> Now we're getting Julia's side of the story. Okay. Uh, she she's gonna flash back real quick. Julia works for uh, a missile defense company. Mm-hmm. Um, she she tells us that there there's something wrong with the missiles that they're developing. And but the Secretary of Defense is at the fight, so she. Wanted yeah, to... but they're but they're fudging the tests. Yeah. So she wants she's trying to unveil that to the Secretary of Defense. Mm-hmm. And now we're looking at it through her eyes, right? Yes. Now we go back and see the fight from Julia's eyes. We've seen it. We've seen it from Rick's eyes. We've seen it from the boxer, uh, Tyler. We've seen it from Kevin's eyes. Now we're seeing Julia's. Julia's story. I really hope we see Boobs McGee's story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she did. No, she, what? Yeah, she died. When? When? Uh, He shot her. Kevin shot her. Oh, she Nuh-uh. was yeah the red the red hair was a wig. Oh my! Uh, Are you really? Yeah. This movie has so many layers. They didn't to show it. that, so yeah, I they, didn't think. Oh, they didn't show insane. her like taking off the wig. No, yeah. But yeah, it was her. Oh okay. Well, there she is. There, I just saw Bruce McGee with her. All right. Oh, they're doing weird stuff. Oh, Julia wait, wait. reveals that she spotted Kevin Dunn with the known terrorist 
minutes before the Secretary of Defense was shot. Nick Cage is having a hard time processing this. this because he believes he just doesn't Kevin believe. Dunn is, quote, an honorable dude. <laughs> Kevin and his co-conspirators... All four of them. ...have meticulously orchestrated a plan. Is that oh. the mayor or a congressman? Or he's, no, he's called... the Secretary of Defense. That guy? That was? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm talking about when he was going into the fight and he said, the only worker I'm interested in tonight is the Atlantic City executioner. <laughs> the boxer. So he's saying, I don't care about the American people for tonight. It's just, it's just a, I mean, it's, there's something wrong with that. It's just a bad statement to make if you're a politician. Yeah. Now we got a split screen going where the same scene is happening. This is De Palma's signature move in all of his movies. We really? can see it both. Like a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Blow up and stuff. Uh, we can see it both blow by... Up. Blow out, right? Did I say blow up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, fun fact about this movie, Nicolas Cage won the favorite actor uh, in the suspense category at the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards. Click on it. The what? The Blockbuster Entertainment Who else won that year? Uh, let's see. Yeah. You're number cruncher. Just crunch the goddamn numbers. <laughs> Uh, Nick, Nick just can't believe that his friend, that Kevin would betray him like this. He is He's an honorable thrown dude. into chaos between his loyalties to Julia, who he just met, and Kevin, who has been his friend since childhood. Mm-hmm. But Julia's hot. So. So. <laughs> the decision was made for him. This is actually a really cool shot, how it's, you've got the two diagonal railing bars framing them. It's oh it's yeah, a bad this scene, is nice. but I, I like the way it looks. I love the filmography. <laughs> the top ten... Right after Titanic. The top ten highest grossing films of 98 were Armageddon, Saving Private Ryan, Godzilla, Ooh. There's Something About Mary, A Bug's Life, Deep Impact. Oh, A Bug's Life is a great movie. Yeah. Mulan. Doctor also a great movie. Dr. Doolittle. Also a great movie. <laughs> I love how this alternates. Like, Shakespeare in Love... Also a great movie. I love that movie. <laughs> and Lethal Weapon 4. It's like every other movie on this... I didn't even this, know there was a fourth It's like movie. every other movie on this list is good. Like you go from Armageddon, which is terrible, to Saving Private Ryan, which is great. You know, Godzilla. A Bug's Life is good, then Deep Impact is bad, then Mulan is good, then Doolittle is bad, then Shakespeare in Love is good, then Lethal uh, Weapon 4 is presumably bad. I'm sorry. Dr. Doolittle. Okay. Good movie. It's a new one with Robert Downey Jr. Um, no thanks. What? Yeah, he's the new Dr. Doolittle. The, I don't why? Because like he. What was wrong with the? Is he out of money too? Eddie Murphy. From, uh, with the guy from from. Eddie Murphy's too busy working on Trek Five. <laughs> Ooh, Rush oh, Hour also no came out in. No, that's uh, a good movie. Ninety-eight was a great year. You had The Big Lebowski. You had uh, Rushmore by Wes Rush, Anderson. So Ooh, good. The Primary good. Colors. The Mike Rugrats movie. Bill Clinton movie. All right, back on task. All right, well, I don't really, know where we're going on yeah, right now. Exactly. Nothing going has going really right happened like, with Nick Cage, so, mm-hmm. so uh, our attention is divided. <laughs> Understandably so. There's a movie called Sour Grapes directed by Larry David that year. Yep, it was a comedy. Airball. Nick is back. Uh, uh, Nick is back, and he's he decided is to protect Julia? Yes. Sort of, but for his own. But game. also to keep her just. Locked away so he doesn't lose her. Because when asked so, whose side he's he was keeping, on... He's keeping her on hold. He's kind of locked her away so not that... Not kind of. He has he physically has locked, her, locked away. her away. Uh, both so that she'll stay safe and so that she won't go around spreading this, this claim that Kevin was behind the assassination. Because for some reason, even though he knows that Kevin was behind the assassination, and Kevin has said to him, I screwed up. And that's a different thing. But he just, he's still convinced Kevin is an honorable dude. Since You've Been Gone was directed by David Schwimmer from Friends. Whoa. I don't know that movie. But oh my god, it was! That's a Kelly Clarkson song to me. (laughs) (laughs) We've just found out about a new camera. Which, this was never set up earlier. Like, if you wanted the twist to be that this blimp camera was what caught the murder, they should have mentioned that they had this new blimp camera earlier in the movie. They, They showed it. I mean, yeah, they showed it a bunch of times, but it was also just not really, I don't know, like, we learned, important. We're learning for the first time that they have actually had this camera uh, flying about the arena, recording everything, um, and Nicolas Cage is just reviewing the footage 
now. Mm. And he's, he is trying to prepare himself for what he's about to see. Yeah. Oh, and, and the classic remake of the 1960 thriller... Psycho. Starring Vince Vaughn. Starring Vince Vaughn. The shot-for-shot remake with Vince Vaughn. Oh. Was also in 1998. Oh, no. So, no one ever talks about Primary Colors, where John Travolta played Bill Clinton. I thought it was just nobody talking about Primary Colors. Like, you know, red. red. Oh, no, no. (laughs) We talked about how much yellow was in Snake Eyes. (laughs) And blue, oh my god. How underrated. Can, how can you I, not get honestly, enough blue? I think blue is overrated. <laughs> I think blue is overrated too, actually. Yellow is probably the most underrated uh, primary, primary color. color. I agree, I love yeah. yellow. Really? Yeah. And I think that's why Brian De Palma used it so much in his 1998... Snake Eyes. Alright. So Nicolas Cold. Cage is actually like doing his job. So this part of the movie is not nearly as interesting as the first half. No, it's uh, not interesting, but what has made it interesting is that he has now come face-to-face with Kevin Dunn, who he and, now knows yes, is guilty he, of... He has seen footage which confirms that Kevin is a, a lying, bad guy. A lying, cheating, dirty bastard. A, a dishonorable dude. Yes, a dishonorable <laughs> dude. <laughs> uh, also a murderer. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought that was covered by dishonorable dude. Well, Murderers are not honorable. <laughs> well, yeah, but like... Now, Kevin's pointing out that Rick is a really corrupt cop who takes bribes and stuff, too, so he's no one to talk. He's no honorable dude. No. That's for sure. But he never claims to be an honorable dude. He knows who he is. He's, for some reason, is content to be a corrupt cop who thinks he's the king of Atlantic City when he very clearly is not. So Kevin's been found out. He's trying to convince Rick here to... to... Keep his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it's the, it's the whole deal. For he's gonna pay him. This a is million big ones. He's he's bribing, bribing away. Mm-hmm. Because again, that's what dishonorable dudes do. They bribe. They bribe. They murder. Look at that. That is a classic caged look. He's just overcome with confusion. Like he knows the gist of what's happening and he's upset about it, but his emotion is clouding his thought. Ah. So his eyebrows what scrunch up. Oh. His eyebrows become a furry little mountain in the, on the peak of his nose. <laughs> I think in heaven, you can like take a road trip through this mountain range that is made of Nick Cage's eyebrows. I hope. <laughs> if there is a heaven, that's what I want it to be. <laughs> so he's lighting a cigarette. His hands are just vibrating right now. And there's, and the, there's blood the blood money. money okay, the we first... Were... We were not in sync there. Two minutes. <laughs> Nick Cage just quietly, as the subtitle specify, it said, I he never, never killed, killed nobody. nobody. One million dollars. He's really hitting this bribe home. Nick Cage looks like he's considering it. We'll find out what he's going to do. After the break. <laughs> <laughs> What's important is that Kevin Dunn is deleting all of the video surveillance that has been... Oh. You just pulled a gun on me. Kevin pulled a gun on him. Quote, and then Nick said, Kevin, you, you just, just pulled, pulled a gun, gun on me. <laughs> the gun that he was carrying with the silencer. The $650 silencer. Maybe like 600 if he had a coupon. <laughs> well, you think he bought it at Bed and Bath and he just threw out all of his... Bed and Bath? Bed, so Bath, and Beyond? Before they added Beyond? In 1998, had they not added the Beyond yet? Okay, so they, they were Christian, just a Bed just and a, Bath Yeah, store. I call it Bed and Bath. Sorry, <laughs> I don't want to say the whole thing. Okay. So they went to the, he went to the BB&B, and he had, all his, he had all his 20% off coupons to buy a silencer, so I it mean, was only about $450. You can't kill anybody with just a silencer. So in theory, you should be able to sell it anywhere. They can have silencers at Toys R Us. They just don't have guns. They could. Yeah. What parent would buy a $650 silencer? No, I feel like you're going there to buy your kid a toy, and you say, oh, I also need a silencer. I was going to go to the gun store later, but they have them here, so I may as well get both. Okay. You can buy things at Toys R Us, and then what? use them for yourself. Yeah, but, all right. What if they started selling guns at Toys R Us? And, and they have these big signs saying, look, these are not for kids, we don't think they're toys, we yeah. also sell them here. 
they're in like a separate part of the store called Guns R Us, and then like that's but that's the 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 change in title here. Or the title is just Toys Are Mostly Us. Right. Also guns. Toys Are Mostly Us. <laughs> I just want to clarify that I had to I had to step out for a minute. I had to get my laptop charger, and when I came in, the first thing I heard was. What if Toys R Us sold guns? <laughs> I don't know how you got to this point. We're talking about the silencer and the gun that Kevin Dunn pulled on. The silencers are like $650. Yeah, yeah. We, t- we told them. Um, so that really doesn't give her any information, though. Because like, she saw the silencer thing. About our Toys R Us and gun talk. Wait, there's the face. Oh, uh, there Classic it is. Nick Cage face. There it is. At, at what point is that? Uh, at the minute, mark? Yeah, at, at minute on hour 20. <laughs> at like, minute 80 <laughs> minute 80 that's like 40% of the movie like two thirds um, so she so wait Julia's, before we go on uh, when we were talking about guns and Toys R Us Nicholas Cage was getting to, beat up they, they they've already heard that, yeah we don't need to do this what Nicholas Cage was getting beat up no we don't need to explain the whole thing to her not you. Oh, I'm talking about explaining the movie. Yeah, I didn't, we didn't tell right the audience about, about how Nicolas Cage just got beaten up. He got beaten very severely. He has by, many bruises. By none other by, than Lincoln Tyler. Yes, by Lincoln Tyler, we, who, who was who also not, working you will for Kevin Dunn. Who you will recollect was the boxer. So, so we're gonna mark it at about one twenty, uh, at about an hour and twenty one. That Nicolas Cage is walking around, uh, stumbling. Walking around, is a really st- strong <laughs> word. Stumbling around, he is with staggering, bruised and bloodied. He is way too swollen. Yeah, in his face. Yeah, it takes like at least a day for that kind of swelling to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're not bashing the makeup people, but they could have done like just but a little are. less. No, this, this is not. Not the finest hour. Uh, That's a different movie. Sur- <laughs> yeah, as I said, this is this is this, this is not the this finest hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Now uh, this is where the the uh, Kevin is doing a real classic evil guy move yeah. right now, which is a that classic James Bond villain kind of thing. Where, is where he prolongs the inevitable of killing his enemy, and instead, hey, she's from Law and Order, and instead, <laughs> walking and following. Uh, Bond, in this case, Nick Cage, <laughs> until he can shoot him with yeah. his silencer once so, again. So, yeah, Nick's just really having some issues with the whole moving thing. He's trying uh, to get well, Kevin, to Kevin calmly, calmly follows at a, at a distance. Yes. <laughs> Eerily calm, some would say. Also, for those of you who wanted to hear the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards, I did do more they research. They don't they don't have the awards. They that only the have it on IMDb, okay. all of the people who were there, uh, i.e. Kevin Bacon, Bacon Halle Berry, Bo Bridges, Garth Brooks, Kobe Bryant, Nicolas Cage, Neve Campbell, Mariah Carey, Joan Cusack, Fran Drescher, Minnie Driver, Robert Duvall, Anthony Edwards, Rupert Everett, and... Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Robert Duvall was there? Yeah. Someone from The Godfather showed up the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards? Yes. But all of these people and are I very think, famous. And I think yeah, Nicolas like, Cage beat him for... But Robert Duvall uh, got suspense. famous <laughs> by doing good stuff. Oh, Nick, Nick Cage is really oh, in some pain here. He's straight up... Someone just needs to take him behind the barn and shoot him. Yeah, he's a... Uh, he's Kevin like Dunn should have done that a couple minutes ago. Should have done. He, he really... Should have done. <laughs> yep. That's what the movie was originally called. Should have done better, but done was spelled like Kevin Dunn. Um, and and through all this, there is a uh, what? Something has fallen off the building. The the he a large really looks orb. right now like a like a zombie on crack cocaine. He's like a yeah. he's like an eighth grader trying to play a drunk guy. In no, it was play. like heroin. I think I feel like oh, he's okay, sure like heroin zombie. Oh, uh, that's actually a new Nick Cage flick coming out in twenty eighteen. So they're they're at a standstill here. We're facing There's off. There's this giant face orb off. that oh my face god, <laughs> starring Nick Nicholas Cage. Cage. Sorry. There's this giant orb that's outside. Is the orb this important? Thing. Yeah, because in the end it ends oh, up. Okay. You know. No, I don't. <laughs> Look, that blood is like that is so gratuitous. <laughs> it's just not good. Just so the police, bright red. The mm-hmm. police are coming, and Nick Cage knows it. 
this giant globe that has fallen off of the building because of this large hurricane, as we heard at the beginning of the movie, uh, has we, knocked it off. I don't off. think we told them at the beginning. We well, really glossed over that part. Oh, yeah, the weather woman wasn't that interesting. There's a, yeah, there's a, that's why this she was whole there. movie, it takes place in one night, there's a huge hurricane going on. Tropical storm. Um, it's and a hurricane. It uh, the police bust in the local at the last the minute. The, the orb. Their windshield shatters. The orb affected the police because it was rolling toward them. They had to swerve away. They broke through the this uh, in, enclosure that the that Julie was held in, opening it up. Uh, their, their windshield is smashed, and they immediately pull out their guns and point them through Nick Cage. the non-existent windshield at Kevin Dunn. And Nick Cage walks through the door and tackles Julia to the ground to protect her. Meanwhile, Kevin Dunn's standing there holding a gun with a silencer, $650, in his hand, and he and is he, then... Oh. Jesus. He's shot. I don't remember that part. I forgot that. He was really... They, there was no need for that. No. He was just trying to open a locked door. Like, yeah. he, it, they could have easily arrested him. Kevin tried to get away, and uh, in the end, Rick was awarded for his bravery? Yeah. I guess so. And now he's going fishing with the sun, and he's on TV? Uh, we're kind of getting a, a little brief overview of the aftermath of this night's events. His Rick, bruising has definitely gone down. <laughs> <laughs> Rick kind of... Rick... Rick Blows up a little bit. In a good way. <laughs> he gets accused of bribing the mayor, gets accused of cocaine, all this crap. Here he is, at the boardwalk. boardwalk. Just living his life. The king of Atlantic City. One year later, he stands in front of the the under-constructed yeah. Atlantic City arena. And Julia approaches him. Without the wig, this time. Or for most of the movie. So... They're having a conversation. She's wearing They're glasses now to show that time has passed. Mm-hmm. And her vision is worse. <laughs> uh, I fucking hate this part. This is the romantic redemption. There's no need. There's no need for any of this movie. I disagree vehemently. This, this was a tentpole in Brian De Palma's directing career. A what? <laughs> a tentpole? I've never heard that expression before. It really? He used it incorrectly, but it is a movie term. What? No, it's a... A tentpole, those the big blockbuster movies that, the, that hold the studios up. Yes. But you don't say... It, and it's Snake not Eyes was one of those movies. That he made, but like, it's not the tentpole of his career. It was a tentpole for the studio. Uh, I don't know. Right. Uh, <laughs> he did do Mission Impossible, so... And, the and then right and after Scarface was Snake... Okay, Carrie. so we did Mission Impossible, but... Before Snake Eyes? Yes. So he did Mission Impossible, then Snake Eyes was like the tent pole to hold up that temple. Okay. Additional tent pole support. Like a little stake. It was like Yeah, I got you. Yeah, a little piece of plastic. Yeah. Alright. Rick Rick and Julia connecting. Flirting a little bit. You can blame her. Nick slash Rick has the weirdest pickup line ever, which is maybe I'll give you a call in In twelve to eighteen months. Because she's twenty six. What? And he doesn't under 27? Yeah. A weird rule. Yeah. Uh, they kiss. And, uh... What the hell? Rick says, at, at least, least I got, got to, to be, be on TV. TV. And that's how the movie ends. What a film. All right. Well, thanks thanks for listening to us. Wow. Yeah. If Hope you, you are enjoyed. listening, if you made it this far. And Hope if you, you made it this far, far, honestly, why not just watch the movie? Well, because this is shorter than the movie. A little bit. All right. Thank you very much. See you Uh, soon. This was Uncaged. Check out NicholasCageFilms.com. And... Oh, I'm Mia. I'm Christian. And I'm Connor. Good night. (laughs) Sweet dreams.